Good day, guys, and welcome to the podcast. We are Beefy Sandwich, and uh, we will be hosting you for today, or for the next however long. Um, I am Andreas. With me, I have Wayne. Yo. And Tom. Dazzle! (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. knows. I totally know. And uh, we hope to be, yeah, we hope to be entertaining you for the next hour maximum. Um... Just to start, uh, Tom, I've been hearing you've been having uh, Microsoft yes, yes. issues. Yeah, so the topic I'd like to open with is, fuck you, Microsoft, in your big fat face, <laughs> because you rendered my Xbox 360 unusable for nearly three days. Uh, I'll explain to you guys why this happened. <clears throat> I don't I don't uh, use my Xbox extremely frequently, so I thought, oh, I'll buy a game for it. I bought Halo 4 about a week ago, and uh, tried to play it. Got on fine. Log- logged on to Xbox. Everything was working. You know, nobody had somehow stolen my account or deleted it. That was great. Then the next day, I log on. I'm like, oh, I'll play a bit of multiplayer. And uh, I tried to log on to live, and I couldn't get onto my profile at all because it had suddenly gone, oh, by the way, you have to now log in with your email. I was like, okay, I've put, put my email stuff in. It's like, no, that's not the password. I'm like, mm, pretty sure that's the password. Because it was auto-filled for me, because I assume it saves it from when you use Marketplace or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember, I haven't used my Xbox for so long. So then I tried changing the password, that didn't work. I tried doing an account recovery thing, that didn't work. And eventually, like, the next day, after tons of Googling, I found out you have to do a very PC-style thing where you just delete a bunch of random Xbox files that hopefully haven't broken it too much. And it lets you log back into your account properly. And it was like, I don't know. I don't see why Xbox needs your email to log in. I understand that it's um, extra security, especially if you share an Xbox between like, a whole household of people or something, maybe, but it's kind of weird that it wasn't an opt-in thing. It just says, you have to do this now. And then my account apparently didn't exist or whatever. And it kept giving me weird errors that Google didn't know what they meant. Yeah, that was that was my Microsoft problems. I just wanted to play some Halo 4 online, and it was like, nah, you can't even log in offline. Sorry, man. So it wouldn't even let you log into your gamertag? No, yeah. I mean, I had to fight to get it to half log in, which meant it would log in offline, but I just couldn't connect to live at all. And then it was kind of like, oh, well, because you're not connected to live, you don't have this DLC. And I was like, no, I definitely installed that yesterday, but okay. So I, I had to fight to get it to log in offline, I was like, yes, that'll do. I'll just play some single player, that's fine. I want to do some story mode anyway. Uh, launched the game, and it was like, you're not logged into live, so we don't know about your saves. And it was like, I don't, I'm not using the cloud. Why do you need to know that? And then it completely logged me out again, and I was back to square one. Yeah, I mean, that, to be honest, that's actually not the first time I've heard that. We have a friend, uh, the, he can't log in online to any Xbox Live account. From his Xbox at home, but if he goes to anybody else's house, he can log into his Xbox. Fine. Damn. And uh, it may know how to fix that for him. uh, He sold his Xbox. He was so pissed off. But I mean, yeah, it it seems that Microsoft do like to run around trying to fix your problems for you. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought it was kind of strange that a you can opt out of it. And B, there was no prior notice, like the day before or something. I didn't get an email saying, by the way, we think you should uh, add account security, so we're going to make you do this. I mean, obviously, I don't know whose fault it was. I'm assuming theirs, that my account messed up and wouldn't log in properly, and I had to change my password like twice or three times. 
But um, yeah, I just I just find it kind of strange when they go, okay, you need the security. Usually, if like say your online banking or you know, Steam or something like that says, oh, you know, you need these recovery questions, it will give you an option of several different things you can do rather than just go put your email and password in. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been nice to have some prior notice so I could have made sure my account still worked and everything. All they need is like forgot your password. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but then it's, it's, it, I suppose with Microsoft though they they're very known for their PC Windows PCs that sort of thing, and it's just like they don't seem to have got out of the habit of going from PC to console as much yeah. as they've sort of they've moved into the console market and they've done quite well doing it. It seems that their mentality is still very PC and it's making things a lot harder for everybody else because they want to keep everything as closely knit as possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was annoying because I've got one HDMI up here and one monitor. So I would go onto the Xbox, try and log in, be like, right, okay, have to dick around switching the cable over to my PC again. Go online and look it up because I don't want to use the Xbox to do that. It's pants at that. It's slow. I don't have a chat pad. And and then look it up, switch the HDMI all back into the Xbox, and start switching that off and on and deleting things and whatever. It was oh, it was just a couple of evenings worth of hassle when I just bought a new game and I thought, oh, I'll use my Xbox again. And by the end of it, I was like, God, I'm buying Sony next generation. Screw this. <laughs> Don't want to deal with this shit. It's just a, just a quick one on the on the chat pad. You can just use Smart Glass now. Who Smart Glass? Yeah, because I've got. Anything Microsoft that isn't my PC and Xbox. No, you can use it on Android phones. Yeah, yeah, probably could. I, I, they, I've got it on mine, and if you, okay, fair enough. I don't use the browser on the Xbox because you know I've got PC right next to me. But yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm um, trying to find a control and I'm just scrolling through my uh, thing while I'm trying to look for the control, I could just use my my uh, phone touchscreen to to yeah. to scroll through. It's it's, it's good. It's a good idea. And and I'm hoping that they use it better in the next gen because it's a bit limited. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume they would because you know it's going to be implemented from launch rather than mm. uh, you know oh we'll, we'll add this in late cycle we haven't got any hardware built in for it or anything we're just going to patch this in and hope it kind of works. Yeah, and it sort of did, but I mean it needs some work. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, we're just talk, talking of uh, of uh, launch of launch Sony. Sony. Um, I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, the the way that Sony handle themselves against the Xbox, yeah. it seems as if they are being quite childish about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Personally, as someone who's fairly neutral in terms of consoles, mm. it was, I don't know, entertaining to see that while Xbox were kind of falling apart and having a bit of a PR disaster at E3, Sony thought... That's, um, that's a shame. We're going to kind of take the piss of it. And they did their whole, this is how you do game sharing. That was funny. Yeah. And from what I've heard about um, Gamescom, what I've read and all that sort of thing, and what I've um, been talking to you about, it's just been kind of strange that they, you know, behave like that at E3. Kind of funny, but now they're really flogging a dead horse. It's like, okay, we get it. Microsoft has kind of got their shit together now. There's no need to keep being a dick about it. They I don't know, they're just kind of um, taking it a bit too far. I think it's pretty unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, it seems that, like, Sony are taking the piss out of Microsoft because they kind of laid out their plans to begin with. Okay, they laid them out badly, as we've discussed multiple times before. But, I mean, they still laid out all their plans and they got feedback and they changed their plans based on that. But it seems like 
that Sony just come out and gone, yeah, well, not like them guys. We've not changed our policies. It's like, yeah, because you haven't laid out all your policies yet. So we don't know what you're going to do. So, you know, that sort of thing. But, like, from, there was an interview with the guy who did the, um, with the, the guy who did the, the announcements and stuff like that. And he was saying that the Sony attitude is trying to reflect that of their audience. And to me, it just seems like the audience, in that case, they think the audience is a bunch of immature yeah. uh, gamers who like a cheap joke poke at other people. So they think it's the stereotypical Xbox COD players they're going for? Pretty much. I don't know. Which is kind of weird. I mean, the whole the whole fanboy thing, fair enough, like, they can be quite immature sometimes. And that's all they mean. You know, the whole flame wars thing like that. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit too much. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. But, I mean, it just seems like why would you cater for those people when they already love your console? It's just like them going, ha ha, we didn't do this, but Xbox did. And there's just someone going, ha ha ha, it's so true. It's just like, yeah. it's not like... It's like, ha ha ha, that is what I think also. Exactly. Like, there's no point to it. It's kind of, um, I don't know, I, I like to think that they can kind of rise above all this. Like, it was funny at E3, kind of. Because this is the first time they've done it. They're now doing it again. It's They just come across as kind of childish. And it's kind of, I don't know, a lot of people were always saying, you know, gaming needs to grow up, this, that, the other. Gaming needs to become taken a bit more seriously. And obviously, gamers overall, as they're portrayed and as they're perceived, that, they don't kind of help that. But when the companies are doing the same thing, that's when people are going to go, God, this bunch of idiots. And we kind of regress. Exactly. I, uh, it just seems like that kind of thing. It's like, I don't... I'm I'm less like inclined to buy or to pay money for the console of a company that, that feel like they're belittling other companies. Don't get me wrong. In the idea of competition, fair enough, say, yeah, we've got this, but this, this, like, this they haven't. We've got this, but they haven't. But at the same time, the other company could be like, yeah, but we have this and you don't. It's just yeah. like, this, the idea of the competition is good, but to sit there and go, yeah, well, we've got Bette Midler. What's up? What's up? Just like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a way to go about it. You yeah. Sit there and be like, yeah. like a bitch at school, girl. There's, there's, there's healthy competition, and then there's kind of what Sony's doing. It's... It can sort of be argued against, though, the E3, that the Xbox did kind of just turn around and go, well, we're putting on a Halo TV show directed by Steven Spielberg. What are you going to do about it? You know, it's just one of those, like, yeah. it, it, it's like one-upsmanship. And, yeah, fair enough, one-upsmanship is a normal thing in competition for consoles and things like that. But at the same time, is there's a line before you, you really go off track and you make a mess, basically. Yeah, it seems kind of like, you know, they've had their fun poking at each other. Now you're trying to win us over and sell us your product. Mm. Why are you still going, hey, do you remember that? Do you remember when we made that joke about Microsoft? We're going to do it again. It's still funny. It's still funny. And we're all like, we just want to know about the damn console, please. If you don't yeah. mind some information. Yeah. Like, I think also they're probably suddenly remembering. They're probably doing it to take away some of the flack they got when they revealed their console despite not showing the console. Yes, it's I, true. I almost, I'd almost completely forgotten, but... At first, Sony was getting really shot down because they were like, we're announcing the PS4, here's the controller. And everybody was like, where's the box bit? You know, the bit that we're actually paying for, really. (laughs) We put the games in and stuff. Whereas Microsoft were like, this is the Xbox One, this is what it looks like. The the first thing they did, yeah. 
Yeah, they were like, you know, here's the Xbox. Ha ha, we, we're going to show you what it looks like. So yeah, but, like, oh, well, that's kind of good. But then, then they sat there and showed COD for 25 minutes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you can you can always one-up, but then you're like, yes, now we're going to show you Call of Duty. Is is it me, or is Call of Duty a a series that is maybe five years away from dying? Uh, I don't know if it will die, to be honest with you. Yeah, unfortunately. It's never going to die. I don't yeah. know, because it's against Battlefield, which, in in my opinion, is just like, it's a game that looks like it takes a lot more to make, because with... with Call of Duty, it seems like a lot of it is just copy and paste. Whereas with Battlefield, it seems like as if we've gone to a point where, okay, there's been, the last one came out three years ago. The next one is going to have bigger maps, more more players on the Xbox, and it's going to be on the next gen. People just don't care about that. Like, exactly. Yeah, from, from what I know from playing both COD and Battlefield, COD tends to be a not not totally, but like the general fan base is, yo, I'm 13 years old, my mummy bought me COD and I'm going to like shoot you up and by the way, your mum's a bitch or something. Yeah. And then Battlefield is like, yeah, I'll just shoot you in the head. Cool. Yeah, but then you get that in a lot of games though. I mean, I played Halo and some guy was like, oh, you know what, yeah, you're a homo sapien. And I was just like... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was just like, please. <laughs> God damn yes. it. Do you even know what that means, Charles? But like, my point is, like, the the the, the fan base for Call of Duty seems to be seems to be a lot more immature than the fan base for Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that I it will remain just... that way. It will probably yeah. remain that way. Um, and you will you will always get those thirteen year olds playing Call of Duty that think that Battlefield is crap because they can't play it very well. Yeah, it's because it's well, it's because obviously Call of Duty doesn't really change its gameplay at all, despite the fact they added dogs, 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 and whatever crap. And, you know, fish AI. Yeah. All that kind of uh, immersion Oh, yeah. Stuff. Did, did you uh, yeah, the hair on your arms, dude. The hair on oh, your arms God, is a big yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, it's, whereas Battlefield, they kind of... Obviously, they keep the really cool gameplay, like shooting stuff, but they kind of mix it up with the different modes, like they had Armored Kill expansion, Close Quarters... Yeah. Which is a bit more COD-like because it was small maps. And I think, for me, you know, I'd always... Pref- like, I can enjoy Call of Duty, but I prefer Battlefield because it's very team-heavy. Whereas Call of Duty, you all start in the same spawn. You're all geared out as, as completely armed to the teeth with weapons that mean you all split up as soon as you can move and just go all over the map and kill stuff. Whereas, for me, I like to all be in one team, you know, rolling some tanks over a hill and shooting stuff. Yeah. That's that's a lot more fun, and I think that doesn't that's not as easily accessible for kids and people that have played Battlefield before are obviously a bit older because they played the original Battlefield, so it's bound to have a slightly older audience in general. I think. I guess that's what it comes down to. In um, Call of Duty, I can go and play on my own and do extremely well and just like dominate a team. But in Battlefields, I will just suck hard if I'm on my own. But if I'm with a team, we do quite well. So yeah. I guess partly for some people it just comes down to the fact of am I playing on my own or do I actually have a group of people to play with? Yeah. So, to be honest, I've always found Call of Duty um, enjoyable when you're playing with four friends, like on a split screen, that's all thing, because you can sort of shout each other from across the room. Or if you're playing uh, like a game over live where it's just you and your friends, when you're matchmaking with other people, it just feels like with Call of Duty you're getting in- yourself into a position where all you're going to do is get heckled. Yeah. And that sort of takes away from the experience for me, because it's it gets to a point where 
you just don't you, you get sick of it. You get used to it, but should you really have to get used to it? I personally don't care about all these people hacking me. The only re- the reason I stopped playing Call of Duty was because I got bored, so bored. Um, I was a fan. I was a big, well, not a huge fan, but I was I was big enough fan that I I like I bought like Black Ops when it came out. I bought Modern Warfare Three when it came out, and um, I was good. I liked it, but they're, they're like they're all the same game now. I just, I have a lot more fun in Battlefield. Yeah, they've just got different art assets. Like Basically. that's what it came down to for me. Yeah, I'm playing the same game that I bought like a year ago. I'm playing the same game that I bought four years ago, and I was just like, I'm tired of this. So that's why I stopped playing. It doesn't matter where you go, you always get people hacking you. But again, it's the maturity base. Like, you won't get it as much in Battlefield 3 because the majority of the players are more mature than the players in Call of Duty. That and you'll hardly ever come across most of the players in the, in the rest of the game because the map's so fucking big that it doesn't matter. The map's like, like, <laughs> yeah. yo, I'm in Australia. You, you might roll past another tank and you'll kind of shoot each other for a laugh and then realise team killing is on and you've both made a horrible mistake and all got the fire. But, <sighs> yeah. It's, it, it's one of those things that, that... That's the only problem I had with Battlefield was that sometimes the maps are so big that you could run for half an hour, get to the base, get shot, and then you have to run for another half an hour before yeah. you can get back to that point again. And then by that point, they've moved to just the other side of the road and they're still waiting for you. So when you go to look at the old place, they're now behind you, they shoot you again, and it's another half an hour run. I'm so like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I do can think, be a problem. I do think it's a shame that Battlefield 3 took away their dedicated servers there. That yeah. Means... Did they, did, have they cut that out completely now? Um, I'm not sure if they've cut it out on the uh, Xbox, but they have on the PC. About say, I, don't the... Th- I don't even know if the PC ever had them, actually. Uh, I think with the PC, there used to be, before they upped the proper PC renter server, there was for like a month or so. But um, yeah. with Xbox, I still think there are official DICE servers, but um, it's mainly rented servers now, unfortunately. And it's just things like, um, they don't, they take out the heat-seeking missiles that you get because, you know, you earned it because you got to a certain level because they're really, really newbie in inverted commas, you know? It's, yeah. it's just like, you know, this person got to this level, they earned this weapon. Let them use it, you know? I think that they should... Uh, I, I really like the idea of um, giving people the option to host their own servers. That's a great, that's a great idea. That's a great option. But they should, uh, they should also give you the option to play on dedicated servers. Yeah. It seems a bit like um, one, of the, one of their selling points over Call of Duty for the people that were neutral would have definitely been the fact that they were offering, the, the, sorry, that they were offering dedicated servers. Yeah. And then to either limit them or take them away, like once they've got those fans, is a bit, it's a bit bad. I could understand if the game was a few years old, but it was like a year old when they yeah. did this. Yeah. It was hmm. like a, it was like a gig download as well, which really bothered me because like getting to the end of your hard drive and then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, this, uh, this download is a gig and you have to, you have to download it, otherwise you can't play the game. Yeah. Oh, right. I just thought I was saying that limited my uh, server usage. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, completely yeah, like, that's great. It's, I think that it's like the multiplayer update. It's like you must download this multiplayer update, otherwise you will not be able to play the game. The multiplayer updates are in excess of 2 gigabytes each. I had 6 gigabytes of, of Battlefield up on my 120 gigabyte hard drive, but yet none of it is actually anything that I, I can see or use. Mm. Nope. I didn't mind the uh, HD texture pack. That was that was a nice download. But yeah, exactly. All these random updates to do like not much. Exactly. But like that's just the downside to the game. As a game, I still like it quite a lot. It's yeah, a fantastic game. I'm, it was just yeah. talking about companies and 
Oh, I just thought about them taking away their dedicated service and it was a bit of a pain in the arse. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of problems <laughs> with Battlefield 3, certainly because I had a friend who was a big Battlefield 2 and Bad Company 2 fan and was following it quite avidly. We all, me and him and a couple of other people, played on the um, open beta, all that kind of thing. And they kind of kept saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're primarily developing for PC, we're primarily developing for PC, and my friend was like, oh, thank God, you know, I thought they were going to give it up for Xbox, and they were kind of like, as you know, we're going to develop for Xbox, and we're going to add this single-player campaign that literally nobody cares about, and nobody has played, apart from reviewers, and, and then they kind of, you know, they did the whole battle log thing, and it's a nice idea, but I think, I don't know, companies put too much between you and the game, just uh, have an in-game server browser like a Steam game would, like a Source game, which is so much simpler. Yeah. Battlelog was simply there to compete with Call of Duty Elite. Like that's yeah. basically what Battlelog was. Yeah, but in on PC, Battlelog was something you had to use to get on. Yeah, game. it was actually. And it, I I liked the idea that that was there, but I just it's part of me enjoys the idea of actually server browsing in game. Yeah. It's yeah, so that would be nice. I can I can sort by map. I can sort by this. Exactly. You don't have to launch a stupid thing in Chrome or whatever to yeah. then launch the game. Like, it's download a plugin as well, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and especially if like when I used to play it on my older, slightly slower computer, the load times would be quite a while. If yeah. the server was dodgy or the server was full, I then have to close the game, which you know let my computer kind of recover for a few seconds or whatever. Go find another server, join that, load that. Oh, that's wrong, so I've got to close the game. It's like, the game is really weirdly instanced, where it just launches for that server rather than launching yeah, the game. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yes, there are, there are certain things that ruin it, but the thing is, is when you actually get into a game, it's, it's one of the most complete multiplayer experiences that I've played. Yeah. It yeah does, it's it, a very, very good game. Don't like, get me wrong. It is I, like a great game. I mean, Wayne will, will vouch. I rage at that game so hard all the damn time. I actually get so angry at that game, but I love it so much because yeah, it's just such a, a decent game. It's it's one of those games that even when you're not good, you can actually appreciate that it's it's you know it's a well put together game. It's, they they thought about all aspects, like every like even spawn killing is is something that you can't do because if you stay in there for too long, you get killed. You know. You're, yeah. So it 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 really feels like. That sort of game, and I'm looking forward to Battlefield 4 because there's been significant time between games that they could, I could add something that's pretty good to it. Like I know they're adding like I dis- like destructible buildings in this one and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think there's another one uh, in one of the maps. They're going to have rising tides and things like that as well, I-, I believe, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like how they rather where where Call of Duty just has maps. It's just a map. Battlefield, like, what dynamic thing can we add to this map? Like, um... Actually, think about it. Yeah, like, Caspian Border had the thing where when you've nearly won uh, the tower falls over at the end and stuff, you know, it can fall on your tank and destroy you, which sucks, but it's hilarious, and it's great that they did that. You know, some some bits of the map are kind of destructible in close quarters and things like that. Let's face it, everybody loved the fact that in that one level, on that one map, at that one time, you can jump off and parachute down. Yes. <laughs> Dama Van Peak, I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, yes, Dama Van Oh, my God. That is, if you're on the other team, you just want to cry. You're, cry, you're sulking the entire match. I want to parachute. Yeah, I want to be on there. Fuck. First uh, time, I didn't, first time I did, I didn't care what was going on around me. I, yeah. I probably let people die. I probably could have got some easy kills. No, yeah. I didn't give a shit. I was jumping off that. Ledge. Yeah, even if you're like, you know, a combat medic and 
your entire team is being shot by about six people with M249s or something. You're just like, <laughs> that, leg- that legend me, we're going to have some good times. Then you just belt <laughs> off it and jump. You get shot straight away, but, I mean, the jump is worth it. it it's so much fun. Uh, it's, I, just, I, I really look forward to seeing what they do. It's like, what I, they, they really, they really show, when they showed off the, the tower exploding on Battlefield 4, I was just like, that is fantastic. Like, that, that is a complete game changer. It completely changes the map for that area. That sort of thing. But I don't want them to have that and then just phone in the rest of the maps. Yeah. That's the only problem I that's the only worry I have is that they've gone this map and then this map and then these things just kind of why not? Yeah, they they'll probably focus their marketing and efforts on the few maps that have some big shiny looking new things, but I kind of trust that they'll do something relatively interesting with all their maps. Well, I mean, with destructive environments, though, even basic destructive environments can change the game. Like, someone could be camping in a building, you blow down that building, not only does it kill that person, there's now no camp yeah. spot there. You know, it's just things like that. So you can change the game yourself, as well as the thing, getting, the, the buildings doing this, or, like, the, the, the uh, parachuting in Damavan Peak. And mm. it's, so, I mean... I, I, I look forward to seeing what they do, because the games are, they, they feel... Battlefield feels like a complete game as it is, and to be honest, I'm quite a late adopter of Battlefield. I never played Bad Company too. Yeah, so, me neither. So, but all, I, it's, yeah, all I want from Battlefield Four, honestly, is like something to indicate that I've just killed someone that's more than enemy killed in Light Blue Rising on the screen, like a vibration or like or like a sound. Because half the time when I die in that game is because I don't know. I'm looking to see if I've killed them or not because I have no idea. It, like it's not even something they should implement that they should have to implement. It's because I've played Call of Duty too much. They need to implement something. And it something makes it really obvious that I've killed them. Where those bastards up. can't yeah. crouch, and then you're like, "Oh, he's dead," and then they shoot you. It's like I'm such an idiot. That's the five hundredth time I've fallen for that. Like and like, um, they'll tell you in the top fight. Like there'll be like a little thing or someone on the screen. They it's do have something. The middle there. at the bottom to be fair. I just, I don't get, I can't get used to it, like, I don't know. I'd like some form of sound or something, I don't know, something to indicate more than that. Would you like a, an employee of DICE, especially employer, to ring people up and go, you got a kill! <laughs> this, <laughs> is hey, this is his name. Just win <laughs> You know what, um, I think, I think if I heard my phone vibrate, that would let me know they were dead. Yeah, Dice is going to set up a giant server to send automated texts every time you get a kill. You're just sitting there with your phone conversation open from Dice. It's like, kill, kill. He's on 10 HP. Grenade. You're like, what? (laughs) And um, also a throwback to some of the Battlefield 3 maps and Battlefield 2 maps because uh, some of the Battlefield 2 maps were quite great. I played it late, like after Battlefield 3 came out. Yeah. Some of the Battlefield 2 maps are really good. Battlefield 2 is still not a bad game. Because yeah. obviously Battlefield 3 was based off of that. But each one they try and make, they try and one up. It's just like, I, I could just imagine if they did that text thing, just be like, kill, kill. Like, you're, you're like, 10 HP is like, nice poster. Who's it signed by? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it gets really creepy. <laughs> I think what they need for, for a really good dynamic map in you know, Battlefield 4. It's Caspian border, but you actually have to present your papers and passports for a check every time you roll your tank over the border. <laughs> that would be great. That would be like, oh god, guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. Ah, oh, passport control. Jesus Christ. Who's got all the papers? <laughs> Somebody has to actually manually, um, quick time events to 
drag themselves around the tank and move things around looking for the papers. I really want to make a troll they put that in. <laughs> it's like I, a mini game. It's like, oh, it's, it's in the glove, com- it's in the glove compartment or is it in the, in the, yeah. the, 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 the sun flap? Is it, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's an extended quick time event every time you cross over the border. So if your vehicle accidentally reverses because it's being shot at or something, they panic reverse, you've got to just like, lob all the papers out the window and they go like fuck it we'll do it later and just drive backwards from the incoming barrage <laughs> that would be amazing nice where's my fucking job Jesus Christ come on now <laughs> one, one person is randomly assigned to be the papers guy and he has to he has a bunch of buttons that say different things like papers please and shit like that that would be great. I would buy a coffee for every person I know, which is you two and some other guy. <laughs> if you do that, I'll buy four copies of Battlefield 4 from you. So so you should do it, because you're going to make the money. Good. good I, that, to be honest, if that was there, I'd, I'd play that. Yeah. Just one, just one guy working for the other team, just like, if you don't have papers, I have to shoot you. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> bitch, I'm going to shoot you in the face first. It's like, oh, I think I've got my papers in. <laughs> just go, go, go. <laughs> Drive by. And then eventually, like, there's a massive siren, just illegal immigrant, illegal immigrant. <laughs> that should be a game type. That would be oh great. My God. <laughs> like, the, like, like, illegal immigrant type. Like, it'd be simply the same thing. Sneak across Caspian border and you get airstriked <laughs> by, by. Like there's there's one team that's in helicopters and there's one team they're patrolling the border and there's one team that has to get across the Caspian border <laughs> and you can look around the map for forged papers and get across that way or you can just leg it and get shot up by a bunch of dudes in helicopters. I so need to just write an email to the guy still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, actually, come to think of it, I've got something that I want to bring up. It's it's sort of regarding Battlefield, but it's also regarding other things. It's 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 companies that that outlay their DLC, every part of their DLC, before the game comes out? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that. I, I don't understand. It's like saying, we have all these maps, but we're going to make you pay for them before they've even come out. It's like, even with old PC expansions, it used to be, when a game comes out, a few months afterwards, it'd be like, oh, we have this expansion. But now they just outlay their plans. Like, Battlefield 4 isn't even out yet, but they've already they've already announced all four, all five DLC packs. Yeah, I, I assume they think it's inspiring confidence, like, don't worry guys, we've got loads of content planned, yeah. and it's like, well, you haven't given a time frame, so you could release this all within the space of, you know, one a month, that would be ridiculous, yeah. and then they, you know, they don't always release pricing, so it's like, well, how much is all this going to cost me, this looks like a lot of stuff, and also, I don't know, yeah, they're trying to inspire confidence by saying, look, we're going to keep backing this up with content, but it makes people wonder, well... What, what are you working on the actual game or are you working on this like, it's, that's part of the whole you know on this DLC and stuff and a day one DLC where people say well why are you working on this shouldn't you have been polishing the game because it's got this bug and this thing wrong and that kind of thing Like, it, it has the complete opposite effect of I assume what they intend it to be yet companies keep doing it for some reason it's like I don't know whether it's I don't get me wrong but the Battlefield for is laying out saying there's going to be 20 new maps, uh, more vehicles, more weapons across these five extra packs, right? But it's like saying the first pack is called Second Assault, which is four remade Battlefield 3 maps. 
Um, I'll see if I can get out of Caspian Borders on there. I swear to God. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it feels as if they, like, we've already got this all planned out. But how much of it is already made? How much of it is? How much of the assets are already going to be on the disc? That's all thing. It's not like even with with Capcom when they said Street Fighter Four, we're releasing all this and it's already on the disc. Yeah, you know? and that's one thing. That's all. That's the assets are already there, but they announced it afterwards to say actually, you know, oh look at this new thing when it's already on the disc. But with like with Battlefield, is it's clearly not going to be on the disc because people learn their lesson. But how much of it is already a thing? You know, yeah, it's it's kind of especially with the slightly reduced um, sort of time they had between um, between three and four compared to two and three. A lot of people are kind of like, you know, EA is saying, "Well, that went really well competing with Call of Duty." No, it didn't. But we're still going to pump Battlefield out a bit faster to try and compete with Call of Duty. And everybody's sitting there going, "Oh, why are you doing this?" Like, Call of Duty can announce a bunch of map packs, and they know people will lap it up because they want some different coloured corridors to run around shooting each other with. Yeah. Whereas on Battlefield, like, maps should be made a big deal out of, and I, I think they should, they should have held back a bit more on announcing that, oh, we've got all these new maps coming and stuff, because it'd be great if you bought the first two map packs, love them, and they went, oh, guess what, guys, we've got another one, you'd be like, you go, great, I can't wait to see what they do with that, I'll probably buy that. Exactly. Just, just a quick FYI, uh, Caspian Border is on the second assault for Battlefield 4. Oh yes. Oh yes. We might see we might see the game type yet. <laughs> it may happen. That's mod support. I'm quitting work and earning my job at Dice. <laughs> Just saying. Sounds like a plan. Let's do that. I say yeah. We need we need this. But, Let's do yeah. it, guys. But anyway, yeah. Back to the, it's like with Halo 4 again. It's the same thing. It's they did a their Halo map pack pass. Yeah. But if you pre-ordered it, it came free with the... With the if you pre-ordered the special edition, it came free with the special edition. It's like, but... I don't know, I think the, the first map pack was only half the size of the other two, but it had the same amount of maps and stuff. It's like, obviously some of the assets were already half-finished on the disc. Yeah. And I, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. It just feels as if, oh, we've got this here. You know, it's, it's sort of already there. But, you know, we're not going to take that extra six months to, to give you that and the rest of it. We're just going to, like, you know... We'll give it to you at a later date. Make it, make yeah. it, pay for it. Yeah, it's kind of a problem because it's the argument of, well, it would take ages to download everything, so we put the basics on disc and you download and unlock, yeah. which makes sense. But there's also the fact of why am I paying to unlock something you've already technically given me? Exactly, it's already there. Why can't yeah. I have it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think it's a lot worse with new games because you just bought this brand new. It's a lot more expensive than you probably buy games, yeah. you know. If you if you haven't just been going and picking up stuff from the bargain bin or getting a lot in Steam sales, and then you think, oh, I'll buy this game new, I won't wait for it. You know, I think a lot of people feel like maybe there's not enough outright reward. Like I think we talked about on the last podcast, I can't remember where we were saying, yeah, we were talking about you know how there's vanity items and stuff like that that come with pre-orders, mm. but. You know, they're not integral to the game. They don't take anything away from the experience. I think people might feel like, oh, well, you know, this this map's on disc. Why didn't I get that for pre-ordering? Why did I get this stupid weapon skin or whatever like that? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I with when you pre-order games, you, you, it's like the day one DLC is usually pre-order bonuses. You know, if you don't, yeah. if you didn't get it, you could buy the pre-order bonuses. And again, with microtransactions, like we mentioned on the other podcast, it seems that you know those are not so bad because those are extras that don't add anything to the game. It's like with the multiplayer map packs. Sometimes you they are required with Halo. If you don't have the map packs, then you can't play certain playlists. And it's like yeah. removing your right to play this until you buy this. And, you know, some people don't have the money to do that. And yeah. it, it's, 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 it's quite sad because, yes, they still, even down to Halo 3, there are still playlists that you can play without having any of the DLC. But at the same time, it seems as if, like, it, you get a very limited amount. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of saw that um, when I started up Halo 4. I had to download the Forge pack or whatever yeah. to play some of the game lists. And you'd think that, I get that his advertising is trying to trick you into clicking it and saying, oh, you need to buy this now, and trying to get people to buy it like that. Yeah. But it, it just seems to be taking the piss that there's this giant list of all these game types. You're like, wow, that sounds cool. But they don't provide basic maps for them. Like, I'd understand if, you know, they gave, say, two, maybe three maps. Because then you'd be like, oh, this is really good. I want to play this game type more on different maps and buy the maps. But as it is, it's like, Oh, well, I can't play that. Well, I'm not going to buy the DLC then. Like, that's my, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, well, I can play this game type once I download Forge, which is free. The other paid ones, no, I'm not interested in them at all. I, the, for, the thing is with Forge Island, though, it was it was it was put in as a as a sort of they, a lot of people turned around and made an outcry because there was no Forge World map like there was in Halo Reach. Yeah, and you know, and sandbox in Halo Three. It's like. We wanted, they wanted that, so they gave that to them, and they were just like, it was in all the other games, we should give them this for free. But there were other maps that were just as good for forging, like in, in, with, with, with the new map packs. There are some, mm. like, basic inside, uh, inside maps and that sort of thing. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's like as if we, um, it's, it's just like other people are not going to want to pay for that. As they, because it, it costs a lot of money at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of you know waving the carrot in front of you, but you're not interested because the carrot's got a load of buy me stickers all over it. It's got that carrot's got a ninety nine dollar price tag, and you don't want yeah. it. You don't want that carrot. It should be the option to do so. Yeah, it should. There should be the, the the carrot option. Just like yeah. turn off all carrots, and you can see the game types you can actually play. And it's like, well, okay then. Not even, just, but just just quickly on the other end though, it's like they um, with Black Ops Two, they had Nuketown 2025, but then they took off Nuketown 2025 as a, from all the playlists, and so people had this map that they couldn't use. Yeah. On the opposite spectrum of like having this stuff that you you can't play unless you get the DLC, but then this happened. So it's like a lot of people are disillusioned because it seems like these people have. Uh, these people have taken it out, so why won't these people take it out? These people, we could buy it, and then nobody will play it. That sort of thing. And if, and if no, if you enter a playlist and nobody else has the DLC, then the chances are you're not going to pick up that map because even if one if one person doesn't have that DLC, then that map isn't going to come up. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. Like um, some games do it well, where they'll add the playlists that like they'll add a playlist for those maps or for or like playlists where those maps are included. And it's not taking away from anybody. The people are playing the maps that they want to play. Yeah. And, you know, it's all good. It's all Christy. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of the best ways to do it. Um, When I bought... 
I remember when I got some of my friends, I think last Christmas, Steam sale to buy a, a Warhammer 40k Space Marine. Some of them didn't bother buying the DLC, which I'd bought and played, because it was mainly online stuff back when the online wasn't completely dead. And, um, yeah, I, I sort of, the, the way they have it is kind of the way I think it should be done, where you have the option to search a sort of vanilla maps and game mode. Then you have the option for each DLC and backwards. So if you pick the DLC, as long as they've got it, it will start searching, and it could be one of the DLC maps thrown in with the random pool of normal maps. Then there was another DLC, so that could be that DLC, or the last DLC, or normal maps all thrown into one pool. And that was like, I don't know, because I haven't played a ton of online shooters that I buy map packs for, that was just kind of a really neat way of doing it, I thought. It's kind of, oh, we've got somebody in the party that's only bought the base game, we want to introduce him to it. Let's not make him spend like six quid on DLC. Let's just play a match and play on the normal maps. It's, it's, it was just really easy. Just one click and you know which one you picked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, there are, there are, there are, I suppose, with all DLC though, there's the right way to do it and there's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. yeah. It can, it can vary from game to game, company to company. Exactly. And that exactly. Kind of I mean, obviously Capcom, a lot, Capcom now have a negative reputation for doing all this sort of stuff. Whereas yeah. now, instead of releasing a new Street Fighter every year, they release updates that you can either buy the full game on a disc or you can buy the downloadable content that mm. adds it to the game that you already have, so it's a bit cheaper. But they've got such a bad reputation now that everybody's like, oh, not another iteration of Street Fighter 4. Oh, no, Ultra Street Fighter 4. They add five new characters, and if you have the base game, you need to pay five for it. It's just like, it's not actually that bad when you think about it. Yeah, it's not too bad, but it's just they kind of... Uh, on disc DLC themselves into a bit of a corner there. Exactly, they they really are, they gave themselves a bad name, and unfortunately, it seems that they're going to be stuck with that bad name until they do something about it. Yeah, they've 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 got all the assets um, for getting out of this shit on the disc. Yeah, they just need you to pay them so they can so they get out of it. this shit. They, they yeah, that's really bad. That's like properly taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's really like oh oh guys, you all hate us now. Um, we'll just. We'll just have to pay you in uh, kindness and free DLC to get us out of it. And it's like, no, we don't want to take your money. You you stay locked on disc, you son of a bitch. They did. I think there was one um, one game that did that. There was a game that a lot of people found all of the assets for the downloadable content on disc, and they were like, uh, actually, yeah, we did do that. But uh, here you go, have it all for free. <laughs> just like, yeah. And it's just like, well, it's already on the disc. I suppose you might as well just have it. It was yeah, just, I mean, it, it's, it's good, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you were planning something. Yeah, you were planning to not tell us until we found out. Yeah, so... Which kind of makes it worse. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's go back and, let's go. before we um, go on too long, let's talk yeah. about a few more things that actually happened at Gamescom. Yeah, give, cliff, give, us, give us some cliff notes. We've got, like, what, what was announced this time? We had, what, the, the PlayStation um, 4 is coming out on the 19th yes. of November? They, they have a date for the PlayStation now, which is good. Uh, yeah. Microsoft should have probably counted and took the piss that they had a release date and Sony didn't yet. But, you know, hopefully yeah. they won't actually because that's more childishness. Does, do they they have a, does, play, does Xbox have a release date? I'm not paying attention. I don't care. I'm not buying either of them. Uh, but, I'll probably buy the Xbox at some point. Yeah. Um, I think Xbox revealed most of its um, launch lineup, didn't it? Mm. Obviously, uh, Call of Duty Ghost Dogs was on there. Um, yeah. I think there was about... 20 games that we know. I know Dead Rising was on there, FIFA was on there, 
uh, Watch Dogs. Oh, are you, are you like guys, that. if you guys buy a, an Xbox One, are you guys looking forward to having FIFA 14 on your hard drive? Oh, yes. Oh. I'm literally giving no fucks about I, FIFA. It's, it's, it's the reason it. I'm buying it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm saying, I mean, I'm, I, I'm probably, I'm probably going to buy an Xbox, but I mean, getting FIFA 14 has really pushed me to maybe yeah, leave the country great. to get like, elsewhere. It's, it's <laughs> amazing. It's like, I can, already be deleting shit games off my hard drive the moment I set my Xbox up. It's so great. It's fantastic. It? You know what's even, what's even worse, though, is if I do get it and I do have FIFA, it will probably stay on my hard drive and it probably yeah. will get pay- played. Yeah, I'm not touching it. I don't like FIFA. I, it, can, honest, it can go suck a big football. It's, it's like... I, I, there have been many a times when we've had... I think one of us has FIFA 10... I can't remember who. I think it's you, Wayne, isn't it? Yeah, I bought it because uh, it was like eight pounds or something. Yeah. And then we played it like uh, as like a couch game. Like we sat back, yeah, in the same room and just played for that. Yeah, we yeah. like. We've, I mean, there'll be a time or like I am. I play. I have NHL. I I personally enjoy the NHL games. I'm quite a fan of hockey. But when there's guys, when the guys are around, we've had a few beers. We're just like let's play a game of hockey. And it's usually at the end of the game of hockey when it's gone to a shootout that's gone to about thirty rounds. Where like let's never play hockey again. Yeah. Uh, so Until next time. Exactly, and the next time we'll put it up again, and we'll be like, "Yeah," and then we'll be like, "Please, let's mm. never play this again." So it's like it's one of those games where it's good for a couple of games, but I'm I'm not really bothered anymore. Yeah. I also thought it was kind of funny how um they I don't know if they made a huge deal about it, but the fact that part of the launch lineup is both Battlefield and Call of Duty Ghosts. There, mm. they're kind of already competing straight off the bat on Xbox, at least. Yeah, uh, Dead Dead Rising. I've never played any of, but the third one didn't interest me any more. If if you're if you're a gold member right now, uh, Dead Rising Two is free. Oh well, I should probably download yeah. that. Yeah, it's in my Xbox. Um, I say, um, you just look, look it up um, if you haven't played it. Dead, Ri- Dead, Dead Rising is a good game. Yeah, but it's um, well, I played the first one, and when I played the second one at a friend's house, it was just more of the same. So it didn't really yeah. feel like anything new. And so I didn't buy the second one in the end. But for free, <laughs> you know. Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. Oh, they got Forza 5, another genre I don't care about, racing games. Just Dance 2014, which we will all obviously be practicing for rigorously. We, If we it. don't do a foreplay in that, I will be severely disappointed. Yeah. Which game? I missed that. Uh, Just, Just Dance. Dance 2014. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we, need to, we need to get that shit going. Yeah. Lego Marvel Superheroes, well, that'll be coming out on everything. Uh, I've got my move on. Yeah. Madden NFL, NBA, uh, some American show. Need for Speed Rivals, so that's another racing game. Peggle 2, holy shit, I've got to get an Xbox now. Um, <laughs> I have a horrible crib. Loco, Loco Cycle. Yeah, I don't know it, what that is. It's um, I, I'm not 100% sure, but it's made by Twisted Pixel. Uh, a, a company that, in my like, in my opinion, haven't actually made a bad game yet. Uh, they made Explosion Man, Miss Explosion Man. Um, nice. They made uh, Comic Jumper, and there is one other game that I played that they have. I think it's The More. Yeah. All all very good games. Um, quite cheap. They're not they're not like full, like massive games. They're arcade games, but they're, yeah. they're, they're decent games. And you know, I'm, I'm, so I'm quite intrigued to play that game. Yeah, they've got Rise Son of Rome, which was crap. Call of Duty <laughs> Roman dude. I, I don't, don't know. I don't particularly want to out games that I haven't played yet as being rubbish, but that game did look kind of dull. Yeah, it was kind of like, look, it's brown and grey, but spears, not guns. Please yeah. buy. And it was like, exactly. oh, I don't want this. 
Oh, they've got uh, Watch Dogs, obviously, I uh, think yeah. I already mentioned. Zoo Tycoon. Oh, interesting. that's coming out on Xbox. Yeah. Whole shit. I can't imagine a Tycoon game Actually, easy to use. Actually, think I'll buy that. Well, zoo yeah. Tycoon. Nah, train, <laughs> train Simulator. Train yeah. Simulator. If they had Train Simulator on Xbox, I would buy all the DLC. Oh, uh, Farming Simulator came out this year on, on Xbox 360. I play Euro. I play like uh, Euro Truck Simulator on the PC. It's actually quite good. <laughs> oh, you sad, sad. Kind of <laughs> oh. You deliver that cargo, bitch. Yeah. I deliver that cargo in good condition. It's only five percent damaged by the end of the journey. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do, Jackknife? Just like only five percent. It's only because I jackknifed once, hit a, hit a pedestrian. And one of the uh, one of the uh, shirts fell out. On what 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 happened is uh, is is when I was loading when I was trying to get into the docking bay, I really really missed the timing. <laughs> <laughs> really missed. Reversing a truck with, with with like that sort of baggage, it's it's not the easiest thing. That, that that truck had some real emotional issues it had to work through before it could get into that docking bay. Um. Anyway, back to Gamescom. What else? Oh yeah, uh, Microsoft have got the independent publishing thing they're going to do, which sounds promising. Um, due to you know, a lot of people said about the 360 and what they'd heard of the Xbox One that indie um, development was going to be a big problem. Mm-hmm. But they're releasing two apparently quote unquote approved uh, development teams with a proven track record. They'll release a development kit, but you know, it's a good start for indie development. On Xbox, I think. Well, depending on the price of the development kits, you know, I'd be interested in having a look at them. Yeah, well. I think they're for free. Yeah, the yeah the dev kits are going to be for free. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't know what other charges there could be, but it'd probably be like um, to be able to publish, you need to have this much. Is I know with the Unreal development kit, it's like you can download the development kit for free, but if you want to publish your game, you have to pay nine dollars plus ten percent of whatever you earn up to five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like so it's not that much at all, but at the same time, it's you know, it's. Sorry. Yeah. Um. What else was there from Gamescom? There was the uh, Vita price drop, which is probably good because unfortunately not selling as well as I thought it would, or I think it should, because I like the look of the Vita. It's too expensive to warrant I... buying one when I can get a PS3 with a giant back catalogue of games for the same price that also yeah. plays Blu-rays. It's it's like I I I like the Vita. I love the PSP. Uh, they had God of War games on it, fantastic, you know that sort of thing. But with yeah, the I Vita, the I played the Vita, and I was the first thing I saw was the price, and I was a bit like, eh, that's coming yeah. off a little bit. Then I played the Vita, and the only problem I have with the Vita is the back pressure pad, because the way I play games is my, for want of a better term, my fingers they wander, um, but uh, <laughs> on the pressure pad, and when you're when you're trying to zoom in. With a sniper rifle, if you accidentally swipe your finger along that pressure pad, then it will zoom out, or it will design, and it, it really messes you up. And I didn't like that. And then when they added that to the front of the PlayStation 4 control, I really sort of just like that's when I drew a line a little bit because that, yeah. I didn't see the need for it. Getting they're, they're they're trying to slam together the Wii U tablet with their controllers because once again, for some reason, they're trying to play keepy up with the Wii U. Yeah. It's, the, the the only thing I had though was that the PlayStation control was so like it was strong for so long to the point where it you know it, it went through three generations and it didn't it didn't change much at all. Yeah, but, it was like, hey, this is the PlayStation. Now it has analog sticks. No, we don't really need to change that actually. Exactly, and it just it feels like adding the pressure pad to the front 
it makes it look slightly tacky. Yeah. In a way, and um, I, I, I really sort of hope that they release a version that doesn't have the trackpad because I don't want to have to use the trackpad if I don't need to. Yeah. That's, it could be interesting because for a little, you know, maybe a little reloading mechanic in a shooter or to you use your abilities by just kind of flicking your thumb over that touchpad. Like, to me, it's more interesting than just straight out using a big iPad clone tablet thing. Like, yeah. I think a lot of the... Uh, the touchpads and all that sort of thing they're trying to add you know uh, PlayStation Move I assume still has and had their problem uh, Connect has the same thing it depends how the game implements it if it's made to if it's software that's selling because it's like look we can do this thing with the touchpad it's going to be crap anyway but if it's a shooter like I said that just has you know um, maybe a gear style active reload thing where if you do some kind of little reload mechanic with the touchpad um yeah. You, you get a bonus or whatever. That That is interesting if it's woven into the game rather than what the game is about. Yeah, I, I guess it's the same similar thing with Connect. I think. It's yeah. like, the idea is there are a lot of games that are Connect only that a lot of people sort of shun for not being hardcore enough. And that if they implemented like Connect controls into a normal game, like with the new Spinner Cell, they have voice commands for like, Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim voice commands. Things like that, like it, you have the base game, but if you have if you have a connect, you can add to the experience. Skyrim to... had dragon shouts with connect. That made me want to buy a connect so I could just yell all those damn things at the TV. You, that's the only thing I'm I'm, I'm I'm sad about with the Xbox One is it doesn't have backwards compatibility. So if I was yeah. to buy a game like Skyrim, I couldn't put it into my Xbox One and be like just a, like unrelenting force. Just it would. Uh... Yeah, that 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 would be cool. It would be also um, along with the price drop on the Vita. They announced um, oh, they've got, yeah, the Europe-specific uh, bundle packs, which is interesting. Yeah. It's apparently sort of like um, around 10 games, I think. Oh, uh, there's Borderlands 2 as well. Yeah, I'm interested to see what that's like. It's going to be, I hope, well, I, know, I hope, I think, a bit of a watered-down version of the game. Yeah, I assume so, but it, it'll be interesting to see such a big game on Vita, it would yeah. be interesting to see what they keep and what they take away. Yeah, I think. yeah. Like, it, will, it will kind of show what they think is core to um, the, the Borderlands series, really. So it'll probably just be a bunch of loot, and you run along and press the button to pick it up. I know you don't. No, it also picks up because it's Borderlands too. So you just run around and pick up loot. You don't even have to kill anything. <laughs> That's probably what it'll be. You reload sometimes, and there's an explosion <laughs> once. That's it. That's Borderlands Two Vita, right there, guys. You don't have to fight. And then, and then Handsome Jack shouts at you occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I'm story. <laughs> Dude, I reckon, to be honest, with a game like that, I reckon they're going to make references to the fact that it's a portable version in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. have to. That okay. would be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what um, the writers do with that. Yeah, that would be interesting. It would be pretty good. Um... I think well, GTA 4, a lot of people, a lot of uh, stuff got revealed from that. Five. Watch Dogs and things like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, there's not really Gamescom this year was more about just see, looking at what's already there, being able to play what they've already announced. This yeah, summer. kind of kind of pre-release hype, really. That's, that's what it's going to be up until November when the game consoles come out. It's going to be a case of look, everybody, we're not going to announce anything new, but look, it's shiny. Come play it. Yeah, we made it less buggy than the last convention demo <laughs> yeah. you played. Exactly. Wait, so. hey. 
exactly. But I think we're going to probably we're at a time now. I think guys, um, it's been interesting talking to you about a what ended up being a half an hour Battlefield podcast. But uh, yeah, um, we'll, uh, have you guys got anything to say? Do you want to close in anything before we go? Or uh, have a good day. Have a yes. Good- uh, fuck you, Microsoft and Dice. Give me a job now. I uh, make Battlefield. I, I would just like to take this moment to say that uh, all views expressed are that of the person themselves, and not necessarily a view of Beefy Sandwich as a whole. Uh, disclaimers! Disclaimers! This uh, podcast brought to you by Sony. Joking, joking, we're not sponsored by anyone. Anyway, guys. We'll, Adios! Uh, yes, we'll just see you later. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>